it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. All right, yes, that's where I would talk normally. I'm waiting for the bit that goes... Actually, I don't know what I'm waiting for there. How are you? How's things? Thank you for checking out our podcast. This is a little bit of time travel in your ears. What do we do? Well, we basically take a look at a given week and fly through it in less than 10 minutes. It's all to do with music history. Some uh, say that they learned some things from this podcast. Others say, what a load of rubbish. Don't listen to this. But mind you, you should ignore those ones who, who say that. Hope you've had a good week. You 2 gave us war in 1983. This week we're talking February 27th until March 3rd. So Bono chats about that. Jim Morrison is branded lewd. Why? Well, he he basically got his bits out. In 1969 on stage, it didn't go down too well. In fact, I don't think The Doors played many more live shows after that. And Pink Floyd gave the world an absolute masterpiece this week in 1973. Let's do it. This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. 1964 this week, the Rolling Stones made their second appearance on the BBC's Top of the Pops. They played this, well, mind to this. Speaking of the Stones, a few years later in 1977, Keith Richards was arrested in Toronto. Why? Well, heroin was found in his stuff after Canadian mounted police, with their horses, climbed all the way up. No, they didn't. The horses were left alone. The mounted police, anyway, basically raided his hotel room and, gosh, there was a lot of trouble. He faced years in prison because of this. Bail alone was set at 25,000 quid. Here's some really deep insights from Keith Richards back then. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get on it than it is to get off it. This week in 1976, Paul Simon, still crazy after all these years, was named Best Pop Vocal Performance and Album of the Year at the Grammy Awards. Paul Simon, very grateful to who? And uh, most of all, i like to thank uh, Stevie Wonder, who didn't make an album this year. So... <laughs> This week in music history, the podcast. This week in 1983, U2 gave the world their third studio album. It was called War. This became their first number one album in the UK, which is a huge old event. Massive. Quite the achievement. This knocked Michael Jackson's thriller from the top spot. But what about that war, Bono? Who was it between? There's a state of mind we're getting at. Um, conflict, struggle on all levels, war between lovers, war in the home, war on the streets, the friction of city life. Back to 1969 this week and Jim Morrison of The Doors was charged with being lewd after showing his bits to the audience during a show in Miami. Now some say he did, some say he didn't, but he was definitely out to stir it was Jim Morrison. This week in 1973, Pink Floyd gave us their eighth studio album, The Dark Side of the Moon. This album spent longer 
than any other album in history on the US charts. Their most commercially successful album and one of the best-selling albums worldwide to this date. The lads recall... Lots of magic happened when we made this album. I think we were all motivated. Uh, we were working at Abbey Road, which is a really nice place to work. We were such close friends, you know. Remembering games and daisy chains and laughs. I can remember the moment of sitting down at Abbey Road and listening to it. It was in the control room of number three. Turn the speakers up to pretty nice and loud and you listen to the whole thing through. And that is a moment of... That is really magic. This Week in Music History, the podcast. This week back in 1974 at the Grammys, Stevie Wonder won four awards. Album of the Year for Inner Visions, Best R&B Song and Best Vocal for Superstition and Pop Vocal Performance for You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Stevie Wonder for Inner Visions. Stevie Wonder! I hope that all of you know that I'm fantastically... Fantastically thankful. To 1991 we go, and 21 years after its release, All Right Now by Free makes it into the top 10 in the singles chart. In fact, it stopped at number two. Why was it all of a sudden on everybody's lips? Well, because of a chewing gum television ad. Cool, refreshing, Wrigley Spearmint Gum. It was this week back in 1995 that Foo Fighters made their live debut in Portland, Oregon. And finally, this week in 1999, Oasis agreed to pay their former drummer, Tony McCarroll, a one-off sum of half a million quid. Why? Well, because he had sued them for unpaid royalties. He'd in fact sued for millions, but settled for just over half a million. He'd been sacked from the band in 1995. Tony's a really nice bloke, but also recalls... You know, uh, I never wanted to be in that position in the first place. I wish, you know, I really didn't wish it had to go that far. I mean, best and worst time of your lives, really, of my life, should I say. But uh, you've got to move along. You know, in all honesty, I've got to be proud and happy that I was part of something so big. We got, you know, five normal lads took something from nothing to the heights kind of thing. It was fantastic. And that is a look at This Week in Music History. My name is Marty Miller. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. That is the week of February 27th until March 3rd. This Week in Music History. A week in less than 10 minutes.